1: Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jack Farman. I am here with Christy Olson at Christy Reports on social media. Christy, Woo-hoo! I can't believe it. We are on a show together. I'm
2: really excited
1: about this. How are you?
2: Yay! I am so great, Jack. Thank you so much. Happy to be here tonight for my first time on one of the uh, Wrestling Inc. weekly like evening podcasts. And um, yeah, really cool to be sitting here with you. It's been a long time. We've done this once or twice before, I think maybe on some other kinds of shows, but it's been a long time.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we both worked, for anyone who doesn't know or anyone who cares, we used to be a part of a different network uh, a long time ago, and uh, we did a few shows, but not that many, and I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. eager and very excited to to get to do this here with you, uh, and uh, I got to say, I'm just going to put it out there, uh, I always feel like I owe you uh, a bit of thank you, because you helped me kind of get going on that other network, and uh, it's always been very appreciated, so I, like I said, I feel like this is very fun, I'm very excited to get to do this with you you
2: well i love to hear that jack but the best thing that you can always do is just like do great things and you absolutely are doing that you're achieving in every like aspect of this pro wrestling world so congratulations oh, keep, high five
1: keep going high five <laughs> I love it. this is gonna be a very positive fun show well yeah. maybe it is we'll see when we get to the show but uh but <laughs> we will uh get started first i want to say thank you to everyone who is in the chat by the way we got uh Sergio and Joseph Boza and Alonzo Smith here night one Jeffrey Sullivan CC Funk one all sorts of folks in there uh right now Raj and Justin are out for today they will be back but for now We get to chat. Uh, So if you want to get your comments read on the air, hit us with one of those super chats and we'll chat all about it. Uh, But in the meantime, Christy, you're known for news. I'm going to start talking with news and we're going to start with something that uh, a lot of people know us for, and that's for chatting about ratings to start (laughs) things off with. Um, We're going to start Friday's taped AEW rampage drew an average of 556,000 viewers on TNT, <laughs> according to Show Buzz Daily. That's up almost 8% from last week's live show. Uh, and it got a 0.22 in the key demo. SmackDown, on the other hand,'s live Survivor Series Go Home show did 2 million, just over 2 million viewers, and got a 0.52 in the demo. That's down about 7% from last week's show. Do you, are you a big ratings
2: person? Do you care? Do you follow the ratings? I have a lot of fun, like everybody else does, checking them every week and really thinking about, does this mean anything? Uh, But of course, at the end of the day, this is actually a better measure than some of the other ones that we look at throughout the week, because this is really, you know, rampage and SmackDown, not necessarily going head to head, but they're competitive on the same night, you know? So this is a great comparison to make. And it reminds us that, um AEW is still, you know, working their way into, into casual fans' hearts, shall we say. Um, but Rampage is, is doing great, and um, no surprises here, really. Yeah, it seems pretty,
1: uh, pretty straightforward. I think it's a little surprising that SmackDown's down right before a Survivor Series. But I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes these Friday shows are kind of like record and watch later a lot of times. And I think sometimes, I don't know how the ratings are calculated with recordings, but... It does feel a little bit like when Survivor Series is just a day away. Sometimes it's easy to miss the one right before and just go right into the pay-per-view because they're going to recap it all anyways, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, you know you're going to get that refresher anyway. And they can't change up things too much, you know, the night before or two nights before. So it is a safe bet if you're ever going to miss one for that to be the one. <laughs> um, but still a little dip, you know, a little 8%. That's not not anything to get too wound up about either.
1: Yeah, so uh, I feel like that, this is why I don't really get into the ratings too much. I mean, if there's like a big deal, like if The Rock comes back, I'm curious what ratings are, if, you know, something like that. But I feel like these kind of episodes, it's kind of, it's, it's about the same. I mean, I, I don't think it's a big enough difference one way or the other. That's not how you're supposed to do news, I guess. I'm supposed to act like this is the biggest deal of all time, but I don't know. Ratings just, eh. Unless, unless you know, but
2: maybe, yeah, maybe that's the headline is that um things are kind of starting to even out, you know, and um all the other sports, all those unscripted sports that were messing things up for a few weeks of moving shows to different nights and all that, uh, it sounds to me like that is pretty much over. And that is a, a great headline to me. That's breaking news. We don't have to deal with that anymore. Yes. We get Fair our enough. wrestling nights.
1: Uh, Fair enough. I do like that. Now, one thing that is pretty big breaking news, uh, Kenny Omega has been stripped of the AAA world title due to numerous injuries, thus canceling his planned title defense on December 4th. Kenny Omega was the AAA mega champion for 765 days after he defeated Ray Phoenix, It has to be a bummer to have a title reign that long end that way, especially like a week or two out from a defense. Uh, But injuries are part of the game it happens. You got to got to move on at this point. But uh, do you think uh, any anything to take away from Kenny Omega taking some time off?
2: Yeah, well, I think the way that this is playing out shows us how unexpected this all was. He surpassed the record just like a month or so ago with this championship. So clearly if they would have known that it was gonna come to an end so shortly afterward, they probably wouldn't have um, chosen this time to let him surpass that record, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, things like this always come up. As per usual, Kenny geniusly continued to tell a story, set things up for his comeback. Um, You know, I'm sure everybody saw his little video online he talked about this and you know in true form it kind of reminds us that he's going to come back and still be better than ever and um he can always speak even if he can't really get out there and get involved in the action so um not great news of course for him but he'll be okay as like- well this championship yeah. and now we get a cool new um a, a mystery contender um you know to get to go up against it's, it's vikingo yeah
1: yeah vikingo and he uh, I like how you mentioned that that I, Because I agree, too. I like that whenever wrestlers use something like this to just keep the story going, because now whenever Kenny's back and he'll eventually be back, that'll be a video they can play in the replay packages that they can build up on. And now the match in the future will be bigger than it was before. And I think it's just a very professional and cool way to go about it if you're, you know, if, if it has to happen and it does. Yeah, just keep the story going a little bit.
2: Yeah, and put some other guys over in the process. You know, like I'm invested now. I want to know who's going to be the next contender and who's going to take that championship, um, because that's probably the person who potentially could still have it when Kenny comes back. So yeah, I mean, in, I'm intrigued. I'm in. They're doing yeah. it right.
1: I am also in on this week's episode of Rob, but before we chat about it, I do again just want to say thank you to everyone who's in the chat. Thank you for all the comments, and also while you're here, just click the like button, leave a comment, hit the subscribe, share it with a friend. Also, if you're on Apple, leave a five-star review and leave a little comment in the review. That's always appreciated. I read all of them, even the mean ones, you jerks, but I like the the nice ones. I, uh, I read those as well. But uh, yeah, share it, comment, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Now, I'm not going to ask you how you felt about the show in general. I'm going to go through it. We're just going to go step by step. And then you can tell me what you thought at the end. But I'm going to start to get this little video package here. And it's Vince McMahon and the egg is missing. And they want to figure out who took it with the person who finds it getting a shot at Big E. Uh, I want to ask your opinion on this egg story. Of course, social media wasn't a big fan of it. Now, I have my
2: thoughts, but I want to hear yours first. So these are the kinds of important sponsorships, partnerships, mainstream media things that are going to keep WWE, the number one sports entertainment company, probably forever. Uh, and I think the fact that Vince McMahon felt the need to get himself involved in this one shows you how valuable and important it was to WWE. They make a ton of money off these things, you guys, a ton. And still, we're, you know, we're working the rock in there still. And it's a lot of names. I mean, I sat down for Rod night and I was like, you know, I think Gal could show up. She could show up because of this whole thing that's going on. So um, I don't mind it because I, I I like when, Wrestling is in mainstream media. It makes me feel a little more important. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it worked and you know what? They didn't push it too hard. It all made sense. It set up some stuff for a guy who we wanted to see get an opportunity against Biggie at that championship, right, Well, in, in Austin yeah. Theory. So I'm cool with it. I feel like they probably tied it up with a bone now. The movie's out. It had got its big number one weekend and this is probably all over, but it was fun in the meantime. I agree with
1: you. This is, everyone always talks about what is wrestling going to do to reach a bigger audience, and then this is something they do, and everyone gets all frustrated because it's (laughs) not what they expected. But, yeah, this is what product placement is. This is what they're supposed to be doing. It's really no different than when someone wears a T-shirt with the name of the show they're on, on it, hoping people buy it. I, I get why it's a little silly, but it's 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 product placement and i love when they start the show with a storyline that we're going to see play out throughout the show and that's what we got here so i thought it was win win again i get it was a little silly but sometimes you gotta you know you gotta do what you gotta do uh,
2: well that's a good point you know people complain a lot about robbing three hours this was something that went throughout and you know kept us involved
1: and in the chat uh Donnie Cho says, uh, what's the most epic fictional egg? The golden egg of Survivor Series, the Game of Thrones dragon eggs, Humpty Dumpty, or the gobbledygook
2: egg? I'm going to let you take that one. Oh, gobbledygook, such a classic. But you know what? I think Humpty Dumpty takes this one. He's got the song. We all know it. Um, I mean, and I honestly haven't even seen Game of Thrones. I know I that I'm either. like the only person in the whole no, world. I haven't either yet. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give this one to Humpty Dumpty because we all know what happened to him and he could use a little pick me up.
1: I'm going to go with the uh, the golden egg from Survivor Series just because as a guy named Jack, I like to represent nursery rhymes with my name <laughs> in them. And I don't like <laughs> other nursery rhymes trying to take the Jack spotlight here. Uh, but <laughs> good good question donnie thank you for that and um the uh we also got mike d in the chat saying mike born equals doink the clown 2022 hall of fame is doink
2: not in the hall of fame um i want to say no (laughs) Um, they i think they want more movie crossover yeah between the yeah
1: so um
2: and nope. and also Aaron, who thinks that if Justin or Raj were here, that they would hate this. <laughs> nope, you got the raw raw squad tonight, guys. Yes, the raw, raw for Raw squad. <laughs> well,
1: we start off, and by the way, if you don't like praising Raw, it's only gonna get worse for you because Matt Riddle it was a good night. shows up with a goatee impersonating Randy Orton. And I don't know how he kept a straight face through this impression. He comes out with the facial hair, doing the impression throughout. I thought this was a really fun match. I thought this showed that Riddle is such a star being able to do all this and put on a great match. Uh, It ends with everyone, with Randy Orton loving it, giving him the mustache back, doing the bro Derek himself. This was a fun way to get things going for the show.
2: Yes. I begrudgingly agree. I have to admit every time these guys come out, I'm like, why, why are they still doing this? Why is Randy still doing this? Why is this still a thing? And then I answer myself every time because it's still working. It's working very well. Um, like you said, it's funny. And I kind of even ask myself, why does Randy Orton want to be doing this? Why does he want to be a tag team champion when he's breaking the record for the most pay-per-view matches ever? You know, why does he want to tote this guy along with him? He's having fun clearly doing something different you know than he's really ever done before, and so that's why I could see this continuing to keep going. Because again, he was great. You know, we don't need the the super slapstick comedy either. You know, um, this is a, this is writing a really really good line, and I think there's even more that they could do with it. I think sometimes people forget
1: that you need to fill a whole show. You need to fill three hours and you can't have everyone being world title contenders for three hours. You need to have the fun, silly stuff. And like I said, watching Matt Riddle, when he's like, I'm already in your head, I hear voices in my head. I was, I was like, how do you keep a straight face through this? Cause he was so serious and it was so stupid, but it was so fun. I loved it. Uh, great start to the show. Uh, we continue on. We get backstage. We see everyone is tearing apart the building looking for the egg. And uh, then we get Becky Lynch in the ring. She cuts a promo. I know we're not supposed to like her, but I feel like you can hear the fans. They (laughs) love her to death. And uh, she says everyone wants something new, and that something new is Liv Morgan. And Liv Morgan is not going to live up to those expectations. Are you a fan of Becky Lynch and this this 'er ne'er-do-well personality she's had lately?
2: Of course, absolutely. I like everyone else am enthralled in anything that's so real. You know, we know her history with Charlotte. We know they were friends, like been there, seen them, you know, it's like I'm I'm so into that. I'm kind of a gossipy gal. You guys know me, I'm into it. You? So that that got me in. But tonight, I think what Becky showed tonight was her power in making the fans do what they're supposed to do, what she says to do. You know, she came out, they love her, big cheers. But as they started to understand, oh, she's gonna crap on us a little bit tonight. She's messing with us a little bit. She's turning the tables. They went right to the booze at the right time. I mean, she just has us all right here in her hands. And um, I, I can't get enough of it, honestly.
1: I thought this was her best promo since, since coming back as a, uh, as a villain. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I like how she sort of, teased being someone we could cheer for yes we want something new yes you took on charlotte flair and then turned turned on us and slapped us all in the face i thought (laughs) i thought that was exactly what you want from someone who we're supposed to hate i thought it was a really great uh, i just thought that was a this was her best one i think so far of all her promos Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, and you, and we know a great wrestling promo always basics basics is put yourself over, make you sound the strongest, but also you're talking everybody else up too. And that's what mm-hmm. Becky does a really great job of doing, making the whole even though she's new to being back on Raw, making that whole Raw Women's Division look strong.
1: Yes. And speaking of strong, we have Bianca Belair in the ring after that, also cutting a promo, reminding us that she was the sole survivor at Survivor Series. Uh, she calls Dewdrop a bit of a loser before Tamina shows up. And we have another great match, and Bianca's getting wins again, and uh, Dewdrop eventually comes out and flattens her afterwards, and the villains walk away arm in arm. So this had a few key points that uh, I want to uh, – focus on first off I'm glad that Bianca Belair is getting wins again I'm glad that she's reminding us she's getting wins again I don't know where you sit on uh Bianca Belair I feel like she's one of the best things going in wrestling I don't know how you don't love her she was on a very bad win-loss streak since SummerSlam but she's back on a roll I love I
2: love Bianca Belair are you do you think she could be the next big star where are you at with her I, I know that she will be the next big star. Um, you know, I was there when she was really developing her character, doing her first NXT, you know, singles matches at live shows and all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing that they've changed about her. Her look, her gear, her entrance, everything she does from with the hair to what she does when she stands up on that apron, that's all her. And they have changed none of it since day one with her. And that just proves how well it works, how authentic it is to her. And when, when you're that, when you're that authentic, she's not just going out there saying she's the strongest and the roughest and toughest and all that. She is physically the actual strongest. And when you're that authentic, it just, it's going to work. It doesn't matter. Yes. She hasn't been booked the greatest lately um but th- she's shown that she survived that last night was great booking for her tonight was great booking for her and i think she's somebody who um won't get lost in the shuffle so she like will not allow herself to be lost in the shuffle ever yeah and
1: i will say i'll, I'll admit it and i've said it before i will i'm biased for bianca i want her to win all the time i know that you need to be smart about the way things play out but i'm just, i want her to win everything i want her to win all the time i don't care <laughs> but someone who you talk about how bianca has been bianca through and through and i think a lot of people love that but someone who hasn't been herself through and through in this situation is Drop. she obviously changed she was uh nxt uk she was piper niven and then she comes to to the main roster and she's do drop totally different and then has essentially changed as a do drop. But I feel like she is also, and not, not to risk just gushing over everything. I think she's crushing it right now. I think she's done the change from being a lovable character to a despisable character. And I can't believe that I am this amped to see these two go at it. I'm really, this is, I'm actually really surprised. I feel like this is one of my favorite women's wrestling storylines on the main roster right now.
2: Yeah, and it didn't even take much time, right? It wasn't like they spent the whole evening with Bianca talking about her even having a match between the two of them. And also, let's not forget either that somebody thought Dewdrop needed Eva Marie with her, you know, at, at the beginning there, at least for a while. And um, I love Eva Marie, and, and I think either one of those women could stand on their own, uh, mm-hmm. of course. And Eva Marie is off doing big, big things now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, dewdrop is really showing us that that she can just be dewdrop on her own. And this was just so quick. All of a sudden it's, it's set up. I'm, I'm in, you know, are, are we
1: getting a new little faction between her Tamina and Nat- Natalia all skipping
2: together, arm in arm, or is that, oh. you think that's just a one-time thing? They looked good together. It made sense to me. They worked together again. They they were part of the reason why it just all happened. Why it made sense so quickly. And there was something about that. Like when they walked out together, I was like, Oh, are they, the new mean girls. Like, is that the new team bad?
1: Yes, I and I I love it too because they all look like they could just, you know, beat the brakes off people too. It's it's like they've they all look like they can you know, they they got the look of a dominating force if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like they they look like they can mess up anyone on the roster. I like them all together. I I don't know if it's a one-time thing, but I just I like the way that looked. I think that's really cool to see.
2: Well, yeah, you know, we'll see where the storyline goes with the women's tag team championships, but maybe there's something there with, you know, Dewdrop kind of pursuing, um, you know, singles against Bianca, but them all the all three of them coming out together and her supporting them and maybe a possible uh, tag team championship.
1: Um, so we, we move on in the show and we get to Seth Rollins comes out, cuts a promo. Uh, I know we all want to talk about one part of this,
2: but let's, we're getting there. everybody.
1: We're, we're getting there. So, uh, Finn Balor comes out and down, that's right. so, so Sorry. Seth Rollins, by the way, reminds us he's also a sole survivor, uh, Seth Rollins, before we get to, again, the part that's, that we all want to talk about, I want to ask you about Finn Balor. Finn Balor has had a bit of a fall from grace over the past few weeks, ever since King of the Ring, also on a bit of a skid here. And today just kind of got jumped by Seth Rollins and beaten down match. Didn't even happen, uh, but he beat the Seth beat the tar out of Finn Balor here.
2: What's going on with the Prince? That's a really good question. And it is something that I have been kind of looking at and wondering for a while Um, ever since, honestly, ever since he went down to NXT. um, And what I keep getting at is that he just doesn't care, you know, real guy off the, off camera. He's not caring that much about glory or attention. Or, you know, he's not concerned about whether he is in position to be, to be chasing a championship or anything like that. I think his concern is, telling great stories and being utilized in the way that they need him. Um, He's proven himself over and over. And, you know, I just wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of just chilling. Like he's just good. Isn't that what you get from him? There's, there's no desperation there either. It's, it's not like um, he's, he's mad that he's in any position he's in. I I just don't pick up on that from him. Right. So I, I think maybe he's just cool.
1: Yeah. Maybe I, cause I agree. I, you know, you don't see him on social media tweeting things and, you know, passive aggressive things or, or whatnot. Um, he, I just, he's, he's a rock star. So again, I, I like, I like everyone, but, uh, I feel like, like he said, he's one of those guys that I always say, if you can, if you can rock a leather jacket in underwear tights and <laughs> still look like a rock star, you've got it somehow, buddy. Uh, I don't know, something, something make something work with the guy, but, uh, but, you know,
2: well, he's had those ups and downs, and I think he knows just as well as anybody else that his time will come again. It'll come mm-hmm. back around, you know, and he's probably enjoying being used to when his time was when they were on the road for 300 days a, a year. He's probably cool with like hanging out for a yeah. little bit.
1: Fair enough. And uh, uh, Donnie Cho in the chat says, Do you guys foresee Dewdrop being positioned as the next Nia Jax? Uh, not to sound cliche. I kind of feel like she's going to be the first dewdrop, drop, but, uh, uh, how do you feel about her sort of filling the role? I'm guessing, uh, what Donnie means by that is sort of the, the bruiser of the women's division.
2: Right. Right. Well, Jack, you know, I'm glad to hear you say that because I had a, a male companion in the room tonight, my hubby, mm-hmm. uh, while we were watching and he had that comparison as well. He was like, Oh, is she the new Naya? You know, and I, I think it's very easy to for someone, again, a casual fan, maybe someone who doesn't drop in every week and hasn't seen the progression of Dewdrop, um, to to think that. But you know, I mean, if we're just talking size, size, I think okay. there's a lot more to it than that. I think there's a lot more to Naya not being there anymore to that, and and there's a lot more to Dew drop being there in the way that she can prove herself and just that. Oh well, we've got another another uh, Nia on our hands here. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right she's okay. gonna be the first dewdrop the,
1: the first dewdrop Well let's get to what everyone everyone wants to talk about this let's just let's get to it okay guys if, if you're ready this is what's we're gonna talk about it more egg searching no I'm joking we have uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins go into the back and some dork jumps the guardrail and attacks <laughs> Seth Rollins Christy why do people think that they can attack a super athlete?
2: <laughs> what that right is that always our first question what is your motivation here um and usually i think that people are just trying to get attention this guy seemed to have some really um seriously bad motives here he seemed like he was really trying to hurt seth and my second question is always how does this happen how does it get to that point where somebody is over a guardrail and all this? You know, I I just I know how much security there is there. Um, you know, event security plus WWE guys and all that. I it's shocking to me that that when this does happen. And um, again, it, it seemed like this guy had some really nefarious uh, motives here. Yeah, he seemed
1: heated. It didn't just seem like a. It didn't seem like a. I just want to get on TV and be silly. Person He had it out for Seth Rollins for some reason, uh, which, hey, maybe that means Seth Rollins is doing his job because he's getting people all worked up.
2: That's true. That's nice. true. Um, obviously not the way they want it to culminate. Um, I was surprised by how much of it we saw too. You know, they yeah. are such an on it live production. And, um, I think maybe somebody was like, Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Let's, uh, we'll let them see this for a second. And of course, if you search on Twitter, you can find lots of videos of what was yeah. really going down. Uh, my biggest indicator that it wasn't supposed to be, that's always your thought too, right? Is like, is this supposed right. to happen? Um, was when Eddie, the referee got all entangled too. Right. You know, if it was supposed to happen, he would yeah. he would back off. And I was like, "Oh, Eddie's getting into it. This must be something crazy."
1: Yeah, if that was a, a wrestler supposed to supposed to be doing that, rest, uh, the refs don't get nearly that involved.
2: <laughs> they just kind to tap tap him on the
1: back and like, "Come on, stop it, buddy." But this one yeah. he was like really trying to stop something. So uh, yeah, just don't don't jump the guardrail, folks. It, it's not going to end well. And even it, I always say like. Seth Rollins, like like I said, like a super athlete. He's gonna beat you up, even if no one steps in. Come on, Mm -hmm. I I know we all like to. And
2: you're giving him license to do so. Like I've heard plenty of wrestlers say, "Like, bro, I'm ready for a fan to come in because that's they're attacking you. You're defending yourself, then, and you have the opportunity to show them why it is not a good idea to do that."
1: Yes, and I will say, anyone who's ever stood next to a pro wrestler in real life. Just know they are way bigger and way stronger than you think they are, even on TV. Even the ones that we all call small are way bigger and way stronger than you think they are.
2: Uh, Absolutely. And they got all that backup.
1: Yes, yes. So uh, in the backstage, there's more egg searching. And uh, Sami Zayn is talking to Vince McMahon. And he says he may know who has the egg, which gets us all wondering who may have it. And we see Kevin Owens looking for the egg. And when Kevin Owens was looking for the egg, this is where it struck me. Now, again, I think this is a fine storyline. I get it. I get why it's here. But this egg is supposedly worth $100 million. And he expects people to turn it in for a shot at the world title. Uh, I'm going to eBay hey. that thing. <laughs> like, $100 million. I mean, Even if I only got 10% of the value, I'm set for life. Why would I turn that
2: in? No, Jack, this just tells you how hardcore the WWE superstars (laughs) are and how important and valuable those championships are. I mean, this makes the belt look important, and I'm always here for that because I don't do a great job of that (laughs) all the time. So I see what you're saying, but I think if we were pro wrestlers, we would understand.
1: Right, okay, yeah, If the, the value, by the way, if the belt was worth a hundred million dollars, I'd probably pawn that too. <laughs> I will sell out for wow. anything.
2: <laughs> showing yourself. And then you start your own promotion, make yourself a champion again. I mean, you can do yes. a lot with 100 million. Yeah, with
1: 100 million dollars, <laughs> you could do a lot. You could buy a lot of belts from people. <laughs> I mean, the million dollar man was doing it, was just the million. Imagine 100 million. <laughs> a good point. So, uh, Street Profits come out and uh, they have a match with AJ Styles and Omos. And this is. I thought the show was great for a long time. I, I got to admit, this one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I love the teams. I love the matchup. Uh, by the way, shame on the person with the Montez Ford is doo-doo sign. It made me laugh, but shame <laughs> on you. Uh, but the uh, what I didn't like is that the Street Profits are supposed to be good guys. We're supposed to like them. They're supposed to be people who fight and stand up for themselves. But they intentionally brought a fire extinguisher to intentionally get DQ'd from a match. That to me, I I like the matchup. I like the people, but that didn't sit well well with me. How did you feel about the street profits versus AJ and Omos?
2: Well, it was confusing. I didn't know what to think. Um, I thought that maybe I had missed something along the way with his duffel bag or, you know, that, yeah, that I had missed something and I don't like that feeling. Um, So they didn't do a good job of setting it up in the first place. It does seem very um, anti street profits, um and if this was some kind of heel turn it, again I think the street prophets could come up with something much better than that. Um yeah, got to know where this goes, but um especially after almost had such a big night too mm-hmm. night bef- on Sunday and yeah, confused. I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't I don't get it,
1: Jack. I don't get yeah, it." Yeah, cuz it wasn't even like they were defending the titles and like getting DQ didn't matter to them. If- I, I don't understand why they even came out for the match if they were intentionally, because if they brought the fire extinguisher out, they would have had to have known they were going to use it and get it DQ'd. So I don't know that, that to me was the, the logic gap for me that I couldn't, I couldn't piece that together. Everyone says I love everything, but I do every now and again, have <laughs> these moments where I say, I don't know about that one. Um, again, I like, I'd like, I, I, li- I, I want to see him have another match, but may- maybe this is just to lead to like a, uh like no dq match of some kind or maybe a, a fire extinguisher on a pole match or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know what? And I bet that the Street profits will figure out a way to make this make sense to us either on social media or, you know, whatever happens next in this. Um they have to know that maybe it didn't go off great and I think they can fix it.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We're gonna let them uh We're going to let it play out, but we're going to move on to Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley backstage. uh, They say they're not scared of Nikki A.S.H. and that Rhea Ripley is carrying the load and kind of turns out that they were right because during the match, it was Nikki A.S.H. that gets pinned and Zelina and Carmella are the new women's champions. My question to you right off the bat, Christy, has Zelina ever not been the best dressed person in the room? (laughs)
2: yeah when i was there Um, no but best dressed best figure best attitude i mean just yeah all around best 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 answer no yeah (laughs) even standing next to carmella the most beautiful woman in all of wwe i mean that's giving you a run for your money for your former money in the bank carmella
1: Yes. And so this match um I it was interesting. I feel like Nikki or uh, Zelina and Carmella have felt like they were going to be the next t- women's tag team champions. Uh Nikki and Rhea, I like them both, but it felt like they kind of got lost in the shuffle for a while there. Um I'm hoping this gives them a chance to sort of reignite something, whether it be going back into singles or as a tag team or against each other or something. It it felt like somewhere along the line, they got lost a little bit. Uh, So hopefully this is good, but also I think it's cool. Zelena won the titles in her hometown. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Well, that is awesome. And to, to go back to your point, I mean, the, with the titles have sort of felt like since they created these women's tag team titles, like we're throwing single stars together for a while to do this thing. Right. And Rhea and Nikki Ash, of course, can both be, dare I say, it stronger without each other. Just they just don't need each other, you know, and, and they don't they don't um, make enough sense as a tag team where that needs to be something where we get really invested in. Whereas Zelina and Carmela, that feels like something that could work for a while that has a lot of story potential. Um, and uh, I, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm, I think this is good <laughs> for Rhea and Nikki. Very, very good. And also very, very good for Carmela and Zelina.
1: Yeah, to your point, I hope that Nikki A.S.H. and and Rhea Ripley don't just break up the team. I hope they stay together, and I hope that also uh, the Drop squad keeps together as a tag team. Because right now, it feels like that division, they have so many talented women on the roster, but they just don't have women tag teams for some reason. And it seems like they always have one as the champion and then one that gets put together to challenge. And then as soon as that matchup's done, one of those two teams breaks up and they move on and you never see those tag teams again. And so I'm hoping because they definitely have the talent for a women's tag team division. I'm just hoping they find a way to make it work and get enough of them going. And, uh, you know, so it's not just one team versus one team at all times.
2: No. And, you know, maybe this is the first area where we're really seeing the releases have an effect with this, you know, women's tag team championship. You know, we lost Peyton and Billy, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've lost Tegan Knox now, her and Dakota Kai were always, that was always going to be the thing with the two of them way, but from way mm-hmm. back in the day, um, you know, and maybe this is the first place where we'll kind of really see that they've gone to two bare of bones.
1: Yeah. that's a good point because it, it does seem like a lot of a lot of the people that have been released would have been great in this division and would have had an opportunity to stand out and do some big things there. So yeah, it's at some point, at some point it's going to make a difference on these rosters. At some point it's going to start to, the rubber's going to meet the road and it's going to be difficult, but,
2: um, right. And look, well, you know, meanwhile, uh, Cassie and, and Jess are the brand new champions over at Impact. So, you know, it's it's worked out okay for them.
1: Yeah, we should say it's been great, too, for the, a lot of the people who have been able to go off and find other opportunities and places as well. So um, that's always – Oh, yeah, Becky
2: us. Becky mentioned – I know we're not there yet, but Becky mentioned Liv's friends who aren't there anymore also yeah. doing fine.
1: Yes, uh, and Mick Mac uh, sent through a super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, doesn't look like a message came through. So uh, Mick Mac, if you have a comment, um, uh, go ahead and you can just type it in, and we'll uh, we'll read it out for you.
2: Mick's always got good stuff. He must yes. have just slipped on the enter. There oh, it is.
1: that's there. That's why. That's why you say that. Christy is the best. You like. You like the people that say nice <laughs> things about you. To be fair, I did just say I would sell out for anything. So who am I to judge? <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so backstage, Sonia Deville says they found the culprit who stole the egg and it's Austin Theory. He said he just wanted a selfie, much to Sami Zayn's chagrin. Theory gets the title shot. We kind of touched on a little bit. Was this the right call? Now, obviously, I think we all want it to be a big surprise like The Rock or Brock Lesnar. But it, when you look at who's actually on the roster and who a realistic pick is, were you happy with Austin Theory as the guy to come up in this spot.
2: Yes, this was a huge opportunity, and it should go to someone who needs, who could use a huge opportunity, not a Brock Lesnar or The Rock who was never coming anyway. Uh, you know, this worked out really well. I loved the added thing that he would become the youngest ever, um, you know, should he have won tonight. I love that. It just adds mm-hmm. more to the story, gives you a reason to kind of cheer for him when it's a quick thing like that. Um, so, yes, I like this. Also, it made sense to me. You know, we everybody's been critical of this. Golden egg storyline now, but it made sense to me that he would take it to get a selfie, get in trouble. Oh no. So I just went to the hotel. Like who can't relate to that? You're like, Oh crap. I'm in trouble. I'm out of here. You know, of course right. that's what Austin theory is going to do. And of course, Vince McMahon is going to understand that, um, you know, see this guy is like having some cojones and mm-hmm. give him an opportunity over Sami Zayn. Like it all made sense at the end of the day. And that's the most that, you know, we can hope for in a Uh, relational story like this i
1: will say too it actually made sense that he would get the title shot here because a few weeks ago he was trying to get a selfie with big e so it's not like these two haven't crossed paths and also up until tonight and we'll get into the match in a little bit but austin theory's been undefeated on raw and he's beaten some pretty big names i think austin theory is the next big thing i think he's gonna be a massive star uh and i think they feel that way too that's why they're giving him the shot clearly yeah Someone who got a big shot today too. Cedric Alexandra got a shot at the 24-7 title against Reggie. Uh, quick match. Uh, Cedric looks strong, got a big win. And then uh, Dana Brooke, she takes it right from him. Uh, she is the new 24-7 t- champion, says she likes being a champion 24-7. Kind of cool she got the win. I think the big question here is, is this a new era for the 24-7 title, oh. Christy?
2: Ye- yes because they're back to shocking us again and surprising us, right? This one finally came out of nowhere. Again, it was sometimes we, again, this is something we've gone through progressions with and it's felt a little Mm -hmm. too hijinxy at points. This made sense. I love that it started off with making this championship important again. Yes, this, the 24-7 title is worth an actual match in the ring. That was a great thing that Reggie did for the title and he was all over last night touting that and then talking about how important that was. So I was really shocked that he wasn't going to, you know, win and then and get another opportunity to to really build it up as as this championship that was going to be defended in the ring now um so it all it all worked really well dana so unexpected and just love to see anytime she gets an opportunity i gotta be honest every time i hear there are releases i'm nervous for her and then she gets something like this and you we are reminded why they see value in her you know who else could have they pulled for that tonight um, and she she executed it so well. Everybody loves to root for her. Um, and just congratulations. I think that she will hold on to this for a little while.
1: She does have a really strong fan following. There's people who are like ride or die for her. And yes. I, so I think it's great that she's getting this opportunity and I think, I think 24-7 title in the women's division could be great because, as we said before, there is so much talent in that division, but sometimes it feels like that division gets relegated to, like I said before, just champion and challenger, and that's kind of all you get. I think that's one of the reasons I like Bianca versus Dewdrop is it has nothing to do with the title, but it's a, it's a rivalry, so it's cool to see. Uh, but this could be another opportunity for some of the women who need time on TV, but maybe aren't at the world you know the world title level or maybe they're not in a tag team now they can be a part of this and anytime you get to give people a chance to be on tv i like it it's good for them
2: yeah or a way for us to get to know some of the newer talent you know maybe uh she and Aaliyah. this would be a good uh you know championship for Aaliyah to go after now that she's Mm -hmm. on the main roster um yeah i think you're right a lot of potential here with the women and they haven't had that opportunity yet we, you know, I know Carmela's had it a couple times and all that, but really for it to go around the women's division a little bit, um, is, is cool.
1: Yeah. So I think hopefully it is a new era. Hopefully it doesn't just like go back to <laughs> Reggie tomorrow. Sometimes, it, sometimes they do that. They'll tease that something new is coming and then it goes right back to where it was. But you know, hopefully, hopefully it is some new stuff and hopefully it gives Dana Brooke a chance to show out and really prove herself, um, prove herself again. I should say she does. She's done a lot of stuff. I don't want to act like she hasn't done anything um yeah <laughs> don't said, great don't said, Corey graves her yeah she, yeah i know it's like, maybe now she can finally prove her something she's, she's been doing this for a little bit man i'll give her a little bit of credit she uh, uh, so we get a uh we we get a handicap match at this point ray and dominic team up against lashley and uh mvp says that ray's an icon in wrestling but a bad father i i'll be honest, i kind of agree with him <laughs> dominic finds himself getting beat up by by Brock Lesnar, by Lashley. I mean, he gets thrown to the wolves quite a bit. Uh, Something that I noticed here is the the commentators, as I'm sure they're supposed to do, kept acting like Ray and Dominic were the underdogs, but they were the one with the two-on-one advantage. Uh, Lashley looks unstoppable here. Uh, I think Ray Mysterio, even in a a loss, is always going to look great. How did you like the two-on-one? Where do you think Lashley's going? Uh, Break this one down for us.
2: Well, again, it was something different. You know, and it even had me thinking about, oh, the rules of a handicap match and, and all that kind of stuff. And as, you know, Dominic and Ray are, are tagging in and out, it it was different. It it, it broke up the evening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it was something different. And again, they've worked so much towards this. There's been so much to this coming. Um, that this was kind of the next logical step for them. This whole rivalry, this feud is starting to feel like what else can they do? And yet again, kind of like Randy and, and the RK bros, it still works. There still seems to be some gas in this. Um, look at it. It's, they've got you agreeing, you know, yeah. that Ray is a terrible father. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're invested in this. We really are the family aspect of that. Tonight, even over the commentary, when they say, like, first ever, you know, father-son um, duo to hold titles, it's like, that gives you chills a little bit. You know, they are really unique. And it's something that can continue to work for, for a really long time.
1: I mean, Dominic was in a situation where a guy was trying to take his eyeball out about a year ago. I mean, let's—it's like maybe Ray should protect him a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But uh, but yeah, it's again. I think that Lashley had such a good year this past year. It's great to see. I was really worried that he was going to once he lost the title, they were going to kind of shuffle him to the back of the deck again. Uh, so it's really great to see that they're still treating him as this unstoppable force. Cause I'm a big Bobby Lashley fan. And I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a Ray fan, but like I said, Ray can do no, he could lose for the next three years and he'll still be a legend and still matter. Uh, right, Ma- and you
2: know, we have to remember too, with guys like, um with guys like Brock Lesnar, not around right now, you know, and um, Braun Strowman gone for good. You know, your Bray Wyatt's mm-hmm. gone for good. Your big guys, you know, it's very important that we keep Bobby Lashley looking strong because he is that superhuman looking guy who can really has that reputation of kicking everybody's ass every time. You know, so I think it's important that they keep him up there as long as Brock isn't around.
1: Yes. And so, uh, yeah, I love to see what happens with him next because that world title scene is looking a little bit crowded at this point. But uh, Mick Mack says, well, what do you call a can opener that doesn't work? A can't opener.
2: Classic Micmac comedy. Mic-Mac.
1: Love Mic- it. Micmac. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we got Big E talking about his upcoming match uh, later in the night. And I like that he sort of builds builds up Austin Theory. Uh, I also love that he's wearing a Seinfeld uh, outfit. Like his, his gear is Seinfeld related. he's like, or what he said he said like pretty pretty good he kind of mimicked okay. uh
2: thank you jack i was wondering what the hell that all was i yeah. don't watch seinfeld i didn't get it now yeah. i understand thank you um clearly <laughs> somebody appreciated it i'm sure our folks <laughs> in the chat got it too now there, i know
1: <laughs> there's like three people that get it in the world but hey, it was fun i liked it but Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan, they have a stare down. They have a, a face-to-face promo. And, and Liv walks away after punching the man in the face. Do you believe Liv Morgan is going to win the title? No.
2: No. No, but I want you to rephrase that question, Jack. I want you to ask me if I think anyone could take the title from (laughs) Becky Lynch. And that answer is no. Do I think that Liv can run a freaking awesome program with Becky and make us think that she could win um, and have everybody on her side, even against Becky, even knowing that she likely won't win? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. It's still gonna be a great story. I still want to see it. I wanted to see Liv punch her in the face tonight, um, and and many more times.
1: <laughs> the uh, yeah, Becky Lynch hasn't lost. I think she said it in her promo, like in her promo day. It was almost like three years or something like she hasn't lost in a long time. Liv Morgan though, it probably when you look at the ratio of losses to how many fans love her, might be have one of the biggest ratios of even though she always loses no offense live but she loses a lot but people just they like oh, i talk about dana brooke uh, people will go hard for Liv morgan they love Liv morgan she has a support mm-hmm. group that is insane uh so i think people are going to be invested in that match one way or the other um my question is just to piggyback on that because you said if anyone can, like, anyone on the roster could beat her now. Who will beat her? If you just project, just for fun, funsies, just to guess, who do you think it's <sighs> going to be? Well, that's
2: what I keep. That's what I keep thinking about. Who, who, who could it be? I mean, I think it's first of all, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be mm-hmm. a long, long time. Um, and I think what m- makes the most sense after how Becky got the championship in the first place, even though it was the other one, um, <laughs> is for it to be Bianca.
1: Interesting. You, I wonder, maybe uh, Bianca wins the Rumble, then goes to May, uh, Mania and uh, we, wins it there. Yeah, would.
2: Yes, yes. See, I like that. It would require a lot of, you know, things to switch around and, and switch up and happen. How far are we to Mania now? Let's see. Yeah, that story would have to really be shaping up. Maybe next Mania.
1: Yeah. Because I don't maybe. think
2: fans are going to forget about that about yeah. what happened with Becky and Bianca, how Bianca lost her championship. We're not going to forget right. about that. Like it won't matter how long it is till that gets revisited. I think that's the program where we will believe that maybe Becky can lose and maybe, maybe she will.
1: Well, like I said, I am a big Bianca fan. So I haven't forgotten what happened at SummerSlam, <laughs> Becky. And I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting for revenge from uh, Bianca. Uh, Damian Priest comes out and he does his open challenge. Apollo Cruz comes out. And it says he's not going to accept. And then Sami Zayn accepts, and Priest beats him. This was another thing I wasn't really—I I was kind of confused about because last night mm-hmm. at Survivor Series, Damian Priest seemed like a jerk, but today he was everyone's friend. Apollo—I don't know why Apollo Crews came out if he wasn't accepting the challenge. <laughs> uh, so Sami Zayn—I t- don't know. This was a kind of a—I felt like a lot of stuff happened here, <laughs> for that doesn't really seem to have mattered a whole lot, but. I right. And then on involved. top
2: of that sidebar, the cheesy accent, which just seems tone deaf at this point, especially when other people are doing it too. It's, it's too it, much. You're right. This whole thing was too much.
1: Yeah. Now, like I said, I love everyone involved, but it just, yeah, it felt <laughs> like, like what, I, I guess Apollo Cruz. it's good that he's on TV because he hasn't really been on TV, I don't think, since he came to Raw uh so it's good he's out there but let me i want to ask you about damian priest do you like damian priest more now or before he had this sort of getting angry snapping on people thing When he's the archer of infinity back when he was a bad bunny or like mm-hmm. now this this version
2: I I like the old version of him, but I also think he can make this new, more aggressive thing work. I think it might just take a little more time. Like, we have to be convinced of it. And that's okay. After the story that he told with Bad Bunny and being the hero and all that stuff, um, you know, he can do it. He still got an insane crowd reaction. I was paying a lot of attention to that tonight. I'll admit that sometimes I fast forward through entrances. (laughs) But since (laughs) this was so important to break down every aspect tonight, I really paid attention to that. And he is just as, as over as anybody. Um, you know, so whatever he's doing, I think it's still working and, um, he he feels like kind of a blank slate now, right? You Mm -hmm. know, we're saying, Oh, we, we feel like we see this kind of a new attitude from him, but also it could go in any direction. You know, I think maybe he's just kind of waiting to get the next assignment and he'll understand the assignment and then he'll be off rolling again.
1: Yeah. I think this version of him is, I think it's easier for people who don't watch regularly to get him now. Like, if this is the first time watching the show, I think you get him a little quicker than you would have before. I think before it was kind of like, he's a rock star, he's cool, but, like, what does that actually mean? Like, how do you explain it to people? I think now he comes out and you sort of, you watch one match, like, okay, I get it. He, kind of, he snaps, he gets angry, and then he beats people up, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, he
2: definitely looks the part for beating people up. So yeah. <laughs> if that's where he's going with his character, I, I'm, I'm buying it. It's believable.
1: So, and uh, and Sami Zayn, to his credit, always fun to watch him get beat up. Again, I don't really know what Apollo Cruz did out there. Hopefully, I'm sure he'll start. I'm sure they'll start something with him and Damien Priest next week. But that just seemed kind of random to have him show up. Yeah, and-
2: I mean, they clearly wanted us to remember he's there. Hey, he's back. You know, put him back in our minds. And yeah, maybe next week it will, will be his big chance.
1: Um, so we get to speaking of big chances, Austin Theory gets his big chance. He gets a world title shot against Big E. Of course, there's all sorts of shenanigans and things breaking down at ringside while it happens. Uh, but, um, I thought, I guess just going person by person again, Austin Theory looked incredible in the match tonight. I think he looked like he belonged there. I can't, he was able to lift Big E, which is, yeah, impressive. Um, and of course, uh, on the outside, I think Seth Rollins clearly is entertaining. The, the fans were humming his ring's his his entrance song the whole time. I like. Did you notice that Seth Rollins looked both ways before he came out, like he was looking for someone to come get him from the crowd? <laughs>
2: I didn't catch that. Is he going to be paranoid now, poor guy? <laughs> well, he kind of played it. He did this like.
1: You know, okay. I, I don't know if he did it on purpose. I don't know if he, I don't know if it was a bit or what, but it, it definitely, yeah. it, it seemed like it was a uh, a little like poke at what happened earlier. Um, but Ko, I, I'm loving this kind of unpredictable Ko, along with unpredictable Seth Rollins and. I think Big E is entertaining. I like where this world title situation is. Uh, I'm predicting, and I'm sure a lot of people are, a three-way match. Uh, How do you feel about the – what do you think about the world title scene and that kind of main event picture on Raw as it stands right now?
2: At first glance, it sort of feels like the same old big picture guys, top title guys doing the same stuff that they've been doing for years. But then they go out and do it. And again, am I like overly cynical or something? And then it works. And and again, they kind of got me tonight. And with Seth being on commentary, there were creative ways to get everybody involved, make everything make sense, you know, have everybody be a little heated. Um, I, I like this because we're not just narrowed down to two competitors now. You know, there, there's some mystery here. And it feels like something that can play out over many weeks. You know, we just got done talking about the women's title. It's like, who could ever beat Becky? We don't know. Well, with this championship and Big E, it's like, we love you, Big E. um, And we hope you hold the title for a long time, but man, they are coming for you and you have some formidable opponents here. Um, And they're clearly going to entertain us in the meantime.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think it's so smart too, because right now you're getting so many people, I always say like rubbing shoulders with Big E. And so, the more they're rubbing shoulders with him, the more it feels like they could be contenders for the title. And when they get the shot, it doesn't feel random. I always think that's one of the big things that they do with Roman Reigns so well is they have people sort of in his peripheral for a while. And then when they get the shot, it doesn't feel random. Like, why is this guy getting a shot or it doesn't feel like the same person over and over. And right now, Big E could have the three-way match. You could then have one-on-ones with both those guys. You could have another longer term thing with Austin theory, there's also uh, Lashley in the on the horizon. Yeah. I'm sure wanting a rematch, and there's just a lot of stuff they could do with it. And I think that in the past, Raw's fell into the position of you just have Drew McIntyre. No offense to Drew McIntyre, but like it's just like Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton a hundred times in a row, right. uh, where now you can have a lot of stuff. And I think Big E is one of those guys that makes it interesting no matter who he faces. So I like the way the show ended. I thought it was a fun show.
2: And this was kind of the freshening up that we needed, right? That's the whole point of the draft and mixing up the superstars and all of that. It really is working here uh, with the men's Raw division.
1: So we, we've we gotten through everything. We've, we've chatted through it all. We got through three hours of Raw pretty quickly. I want to ask you, scale of 1 to 10, what do you rank this one? Was this a
2: good one? Was this a bad one? Did you love it? Did you hate it? oh, you know what? I really liked this show. And um, I have to be honest that i gone through different phases where I don't pop into Raw and SmackDown every week. Um, but it's been hot lately. And this one made me, I always think the biggest test is, do I want to tune in next week? Am I looking forward to that? Am I making sure Monday night at 5 p.m. that I'm sitting down to watch Raw? Yes, absolutely. After what I saw tonight. So yeah, man, I'm going to give it like a, like an eight five for a vince vince several appearances from vince you know a pop culture tie-in they find they're finding these creative ways to keep talking about the rock even though he's never gonna show <laughs> i mean this was good <laughs> this was good creative it was good booking the superstars knock every freaking ball that is pitched at them out of the park um. Yeah, this was a good one, and I like that. I like to be positive. I don't want to crap on you know everything yeah. that's going on.
1: I'm so glad you said eight five. I was going to say eight I honestly, and a lot of people may say eight's pretty high, but I would say I think this was better than eighty percent of raws. I, I like yes. If I was to put all a hundred raws together, I bet this was better than eighty of them. Uh, so I think it eight's fair. I think it eight's good. I think a lot of people. They get too hung up on the number, but eight, 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 I think is a good number. I think it's fair. Cause you're right. This Vince, Vince was there. And I think like that bumps it up at least three points on its own. Just a, a Vince McMahon siding. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh so that, that does it for us. I thought this was a I thought this was a good raw. We all loved it. Let us know in the chat what you think. Uh, if you thought it was a good show. Uh, I also want to give a uh just since the boss isn't here, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of fellows. I saw at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, they come and got a picture with me. They listen to the show every week. So shout out to you guys. But uh before we go, oh, oh are you gonna say their
2: names? Did you forget I, I their names already, their, Jack? I didn't
1: get their names. I feel terrible. <gasps> Mick Mac says. Well, now they can tag you. I gave a raw 7.639 out of 10. That's the correct answer, by the way. That's the exact, exact number. But so precise. But Christy, where can the world find you online and all that other good stuff?
2: Oh, well, this has been such fun, Jack. And I hope I can join you again soon. Um, They can always hit me up at Christy Reports. You guys, I'm on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. And um, I don't usually have four eyes. I usually only have two. They're getting lasered tomorrow so i'm not allowed to wear my contacts so hopefully i will never have to wear these glasses ever again in my life um so don't get confused when you see me glasses list in my other places um but yeah i would love it if you guys reach out to me let me know what you thought of tonight's raw and um we got thanksgiving coming up i hope that everybody is feeling joy and love in their hearts and that everybody has a great week
1: yeah that i would love to have you back and by the way i had my eyes laser laserly corrected about Mm. three years ago and i wish I did it sooner. It's a, you, oh. I am so, you, I, I, I rave about it. I'm like, a, I'm such a fit. Cause I hated glasses. I hated contacts. Uh, so very cool. Uh, best of luck with everything. I'm Thank sure you. it'll be fine for me. I, they just gave me this. I was like asleep. For, they, they gave me this thing. I was asleep for like 24 hours and then it was all, <laughs> everything was fine after that. So it was, <laughs>
2: Perfect. My husband yeah. will be very happy to hear that.
1: Yeah, it was literally like here, take this. And I was like, sleep for 24 hours. And I didn't know what happened after that. So uh very cool. Uh, I want everyone who's again leave us a five-star review, comment, share, subscribe, leave some uh leave some uh, comments. Let us know if you like the uh Jack Farmer, Christy Olsen uh tag team this week. All the raw haters probably did not like our show, but it's okay. Yeah, but, or, uh,
2: or we convinced them
1: yeah go back and rewatch the three hours now with this different uh viewpoint That's yes. no, no but uh but make sure to tune in tomorrow for the wrestling inc nxt after show wednesday for the AEW dynamite after show friday for the double header of smackdown and rampage mm-hmm. after show and of course make sure to stay tuned into wrestling inc all week long for all the latest news and information. My name's Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, she's Christy Olson. You can find her at Christy Reports. That does it for us. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, and Mick Mack, real quick, says We need more shows. Great chemistry. Oh, on it. Well, well, on it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>